Normally, I would make a joke here about how we should just tell everybody everything, but you see how restrained I am today, Dan? Exactly. This is is, is restrained host Robert. Uh, Hopefully, it's working. Exactly. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Human Element. This is Kara's podcast on modern marketing, and today is a little bit of a departure for us. Number one, we're going to do a little series over the next couple of weeks on the coronavirus and its impact in the marketing and media world. Before we jump in, I do want to say, obviously, our hearts and our thoughts are with all the people on the front line of this situation all over the world. It is clearly a significant global pandemic, as it was just declared about 10 minutes ago. And again, the the human impact of this is enormous. And so we want to make sure that we say that in the upfront. And also, we are not here to give any kind of medical advice. Nobody that will be appearing on the program will be a medical expert. Rather, we're here to talk a bit about the impact on marketing and media and what consumer behaviors we're seeing throughout this crisis. So with that, I've invited Dan Caladine. You may remember him from a couple months ago. He is our head of media futures here at Cara Global. He is the author of our 2020 Cara Trends Report, and he is just the right guest to sort of dive into this topic. So Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity, as ever. So Dan, pretty unprecedented moment. (laughs) Certainly unlike anything in my lifetime. What is your sort of overall perspective on where we are in this? To reiterate what you said at the top, I think it's it's obviously, you know, in the context of lots of people having lost their lives, lots of people being being very ill and things like that, it sort of feels very trivial for us to talk about this in terms of what it means for the industry and things. But if we do do that, if we do look at an industry-specific view, I think it's really fascinating. So in my job, I kind of have to be a bit of a data nerd. I have to be quite obsessed with patterns. And I've been looking at some of the things around this. I've been reading up quite a lot around it. I try to sort of track for the UK how many declared cases we get to sort of see the pattern of how fast it's going up and things. What seems to be happening, and I think this is sort of quite typical of these sorts of things like Spanish influenza about 100 years ago and things, is that it goes up and it goes down again, a bit like a, a bit in a sort of bell pattern, but we really don't know how long the cycle is going to last. Uh, What we do know is, or what we do strongly suspect, is that there's a time lag between infection and detection. So, for example, in the UK, we have something like 400 to 500 declared cases, but the numbers are probably quite a lot higher because you can be ill for a few days before the symptoms really start to show. So, as you say, it's it's unprecedented in, in our lifetime. It's definitely unprecedented in the age of digital media. And I think it's also really interesting where people were saying, you know, until comparatively recently, but, you know, such and such people die every year through flu and things, and people aren't talking about that. The point is that this is something which is growing really rapidly. And it's important to look at a trend and not just a snapshot in terms of total numbers. And the trend, unfortunately, seems to be that it's growing exponentially in a lot of countries. And we really don't know how big it's going to get. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Obviously, China has been dealing with this situation for the longest period of time. In your discussions with our teams there and with clients, is there anything we can learn from how brands and consumers have handled the situation in that market that may become applicable in other markets as we see the virus spread? So I think China's a really interesting case. I think in China, what's really happened is that there's been a total shutdown. And as a result of that, they've managed to take some sort of control over it. And the number of new cases is declining. And they've done that really by keeping people off the streets, by closing shops, by closing cinemas, by effectively, you know, sort of putting a pause on everyday life. And what we've also seen... So, so obviously that's affected industries really, really badly. So we, we've heard stories about films being, you know, the release of films like the new Bond film being delayed because China is such an important market for movies these days. So if you have something like a global blockbuster, that's why people are slowing it down. So obviously these sorts of things have really impacted the economy. But from a media point of view, one of the features which seems to have emerged is that more people are buying online to compensate for not being able to go and buy things in the shops. And and this may be quite a Chinese thing. This has been going on for a few years. But one of the biggest trends in China around e-commerce is essentially live streamed commerce. So people creating their own streams through webcams, especially through phones, and essentially doing their own shopping channel there and then, describing something. And there was a case study I read um, about two or three weeks ago about a cosmetic brand called Forest Cabin. And they had been really badly hit because uh, all the shops were shut and the Golden Week, Chinese New Year, is is one of their busiest times. So what they did was they trained up 1,600 of their staff to learn how to do live streaming and that was a success for them. And they went from a sort of from e-commerce being something like 20% of total sales to something like 90% of total sales as a result wow. of that. So it sort of shows how if people are stuck inside, the media can adjust and things like commerce can adjust as a result of that. Yeah, that's an amazing example. Yeah, I've read some things that we've done in terms of research and, and looking at what's happening in the market. And, you know, obviously massive increases in gaming, as you might expect, uh, participation with gaming, massive increases in time used, you know, minutes per day with a smart television, something like 80 minutes a day increase or something like that was something that I had seen. So again, the the behaviors are going to change quite a lot. And we'll see that, uh, you know, translated, I would think, into these other markets. I think so. I mean, I, I think it's it's sort of putting a pause on things. It's almost as if an entire country essentially is sick for a few a few days, a few weeks, or whatever. Yeah. And you know, when you're sick these days, what you do is you you stay indoors. You consume a lot of digital media. You watch a lot of TV. You play games. You listen to podcasts. Those sorts of things. And you don't go out. You're spending fools as a result of that. You know, you can't meet your friends in bars and restaurants and things. You can't go to the cinema. But effectively, it's not to say that you'll never do those things again. You simply defer that sort of activity. You simply postpone it, but you look forward to doing it again. Well, I think that last point is a really important point. The anticipation of doing those things again, spending time with friends, going out to dinner, going to the movies, going you know, to participate in shopping activities, going to the gym. I think you're exactly right. I think there's going to be a lot 
of pent up demand and pent up anticipation. And I think there there might be opportunities in that for brands to continue conversations, you know, almost in a what are you going to do when kind of way. I think it's got to be delicately handled, but there may be an opportunity to sort of maintain the discussion, at least with consumers through some of these periods. I think so. I think one analogy you can use is it's a bit similar to a recession or it's a bit similar mm. to uh, to what happened in 2008. And research that we've seen has suggested that the brands that rebounded from that, the the brands that you know sort of hit the ground running when things started to be normal again were the ones who kept spending yes through this period so the ones who did just didn't you know put the brakes on everything cancel everything but the ones who who kept things ticking over and i imagine that that will be the same but obviously some things are going to be postponed. I, I was talking to a number of colleagues about the sort of questions they're getting from clients and the sort of experience they're getting from clients. So, so some examples we have, so some of the brands, certainly in the run-up to spring and summer, would have been advertising for holiday products, so things like travel insurance, and obviously those campaigns are being pushed back at the moment. We talk to quite a lot of alcohol brands. I think with that, the focus is more likely to be in sort of reallocating the budgets and then emphasizing things like, you know, at-home occasions or buying bottles of things to take and drink at home rather than, you know, to enjoy in bars and things like that. We're seeing other clients sort of essentially not not sort of spending at all, but just moving money into products possibly more relevant for these times. But what we are also seeing, so a lot of our clients are involved in things like sponsorship of big events and obviously some of those events being postponed. So those campaigns where you sponsor an event, you would also advertise around it to amplify the sponsorship. And obviously when those things happen, those budgets are pushed into the future. Right. Any other sort of advice you have at the moment from the conversations you've had with clients over the past, you know, week or two? Well, I think a lot of people are are quite naturally very worried by it. But I think the advice would be, if you're uncertain, then delay, but don't abandon. We can see a lot of people may be feeling very uncertain at the moment. And when you're uncertain, I think you're you're less likely to be in the mood to make a lot of these decisions. Yep. But I think also you would have to take into account that people's media consumption will quite possibly go up. So people will be watching more TV. They'll be streaming sure. more. They'll be... I mean, certainly in my case, they'll be listening to more podcasts and things. For sure. Um, and and also, am... you know, reading the newspapers every day and listening to the radio a lot just to keep up with what's actually happening local to you. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, one of the things I think that's made more manifest, if that's even possible, is the degree to which truth remains elusive. Now we have another category of of things around which finding the actual accurate facts and solid sources that provide facts makes that even more difficult. Do, do you think we will continue to see a search for quality news and information sources in the midst of this epidemic? 
I think so, yes. So I think I've heard some stories I haven't. So I, I think a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are very responsible and don't retweet things which are very sketchy and very unproven. But I've seen a few videos where fact checkers have come in and said, this particular story is circulating, this simply isn't true and, and, and things yeah. like that. Well, there and was I one think- yesterday, there was a pretty real looking tweet around a particular, I won't, you know, give it credence, no. but a particular famous actor being infected with the virus that, that looked pretty real. And even I was like, wait a second, is this real? And I had to do a little bit yeah. of, you know, sort of five minute search uh, and it was not. Yeah. But the other thing to to remember is that for the vast majority of people, it's similar to having flu or winter cold or something. So it's, you know, I think, you know, recovery rates are extremely high. So the fact that somebody has it, you know, a particular named person has it isn't necessarily that significant. Certainly if you don't actually know them, if you wouldn't have been in contact with them. I think it reflects the degree of spread, if that makes sure. sense, right? So when you, you know, my instant reaction to that false report yesterday, again, false report was, oh, wow, you know, this is even more pervasive maybe than I thought. I think you generally assume that, you know, people of means or people who uh, sure. live in, you know, more confined circumstances might be less susceptible to the engagements that would lead to this. And that was my instantaneous reaction. Sure. I suppose so. But but also, I mean, I think as a society, we have to sort of, you know, we have to move to the position of not blaming the patient, you know, of, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of yeah. not thinking it's your fault at such and such and things like that. So, and, and I think, you know, if, if we can get to that, then that's something that good that could come out of it. Yeah, I agree. There's an ongoing discussion about the situation here in New York where, uh, you know, unfortunately there's a named patient and there's obviously yeah. horrible implications to that. Let's jump ahead. You know, we're sort of still fresh off all of your trends. Sure. Um, are there any trends that you think are impacted one way or another specifically by this situation? Yeah, so there's, by nature, the trends are all about things happening with digital media and a lot of things around digital media potentially will see more usage as a result of this. And that includes things like TV streaming, it includes things like connected TV and addressable TV advertising. Um, In the trends, we also talk about things like online gaming and also, you know, and this is sort of quite an interesting one, if people are feeling less affluent or they're more cautious about their spending. One of the other things we talked about was the rise of, you know, buying things that were pre-owned. So the rise of using services like ThreadUp to get secondhand pieces of clothing. So I think all of those, it could actually accelerate the move to all of those sort of things. And then also another another one, which I wasn't really expecting, but I read something about this the other day, that I think the World Health Authority has been reported as saying that using contactless payments is better than using physical money like banknotes. Yeah, I did see that. Because if there's no contact, you know, banknotes can't be infected and things like that. And so goodness knows whether you could actually catch it from a banknote. That does sound like it might be scaremongering. But I think the... (laughs) the, But you're self-editing. We appreciate that. I'm self-editing. But but the point (laughs) is that if you do things more contactless, then that's going to be safer by definition. Yeah. And that was a big part of the trends. We spent some time, obviously, in the pod we did really around sort of the pending explosion of payment systems. What is the role that social media and the big digital platforms should be playing in this? 
that might be different from what they would do in another circumstance. I think it's a really, really important time for them in showing responsibility and in showing how they can clamp down on fake news and things. We've we've talked about these stories that spread. I think that they've all sort of committed to basically removing things which are patently not true, which I think is very good, and which I think they've been much more hesitant to do with things like anti-vaccination memes that go around. I think that's very good. But then also, I mean, you know, you can't simply use this stick to beat the new channels like social media because it infuriated me. I was going home on the tube last night and I saw in the local London newspaper, every story about coronavirus was illustrated with a picture of somebody wearing a face mask and Mm. looking around myself in the carriage you know, there was nobody at all in the carriage with a face mask, but for which, whatever reason, the newspaper decided it's day whatever of this story, let's just continue to illustrate it with pictures of people wearing face masks, which is clearly not reality and they don't actually do any good anyway in this sort of situation. So yeah. I think all media could behave better and I think all media should take this as a as a wake-up call to be more responsible to you know to to check things before you publish and and things like that as well yeah obviously in this country we're having you know we've been having a rolling conversation about the role of the media driven largely by you know some individuals in leadership for the past three years that is continuing in this situation i'll be honest with you i don't know where that's going to lead us i get the sense from the major networks that they are trying pretty hard to keep it in the ballpark. Now, there are some people that don't agree with that. There's some people think that there's been quite a lot of sensationalism. My sense is that's not true of the major networks. And we'll have to see how they deal with it over time. You know, obviously, it will be a great test of every system in in these markets, but certainly the, the media and the press is going to be one of the systems that is thoroughly tested through this process. And, it, and it's really, really difficult because obviously they're trying to get audiences, they're trying to sell copies and things. And yep. if they have a really you know, alarming story, people might go for that and they might actually profit from it. But I think they just need to, people need to show self-restraint. People need to take responsibility for what they're doing. Let's talk just briefly about changes in the way people are going to work, right? Highly likely yep. that we're going to have, you know, significant markets. Obviously, it's already happened in China, but it's going to happen here in broad swaths of the United States. Very likely to happen in the UK for, you know, a material period of time, people are going to be working from home. And that's going to change working dynamics. Is there anything in that that is particularly interesting for marketers or something that they should think about either in the way their teams work? or in the way they should be thinking about consumer behavior? So I think this is potentially going to mark a sea change for greater acceptance of working from home, greater yeah. acceptance of doing meetings through things like Teams. And in fact, I think it's it's really great that Microsoft has essentially made Teams free for anybody who wants it, and not just within Windows 365. So I think those sorts of initiatives are very good. I mean, everybody's been talking about remote working forever but maybe it will take something like this to actually get large numbers of people to do it and also to get companies to accept that their their employees are responsible for their own behavior and if they're working from home they are actually working from home you know not see it as not see it as something which is slightly suspicious 
that could be really, really good. I mean, I've so every year in, in the first three months or so, I do quite a lot of traveling where I'm going around and talking to clients about the trends that we're, we're talking about for this year. And this year, I've done quite a few of these through Teams, and it's worked really, really well. I've had really good yeah. responses. You can record it so that people who weren't there can actually listen to it again. They can go back and you know re-listen to bits, fast forward to bits, and stuff like that. And you can't do that as easily if I'm if I'm there standing in the room. So I think it could be sea change within how much people seeing these sorts of meetings as normal and actually being able to engage with them because I think the technology has come on a lot. Audio quality is very good. Video quality is very good. You can share your screen pretty seamlessly and it just seems to work very well. So hopefully something like that would happen or or is happening. I think that's right. I mean, the technology is infinitely better. Obviously, there's material parts of the population for whom working from home is not an option. Yes, of course. And, you know, there's going to be a role here for governments to play in, you know, some kind of subsidization of those folks, you know, if and when we get to material gaps in their ability to go to their workplaces. Do you have any particular perspective on how that will work out? I'm not too sure. I mean, I think one of the things that we forget is that the people who drive the buses and and so on, Also, you know, 20% of them may get sick. And so therefore, there may be real disruption. Yeah, I I think it's potentially going to be a very, very difficult time. And I think for a lot of people, it may be just safer and more secure to be at home for a few days or or longer. Again, I'm I'm not a doctor. I did the disclaimer at the front. But Mm -hmm. as there are hotspots, we will have to materially see moments where we are, you know, paused. Obviously, this phrase making the rounds that I had never thought of in my life, social distancing. Yeah. Which, you know, I got news for you. There are probably a lot of people in my life that would like to social distance themselves from me. Yes. <laughs> so so maybe this will be good for them. That is going to absolutely happen. And, you know, there will be some string of time in some markets and in some cities and markets mm. where things are really shut down. It almost feels like, you know, kind of August in Europe where not a lot is open. Let's kind of transition ahead as we look sort of forward, are there specific things that we should kind of be looking for behaviorally, you know, that there's things are getting to a to higher ground? Or do you think it's all going to lag sort of information? As, as with all these things, there'll be some unintended consequences. There'll be some sorts of behavior that we can't quite predict yet. I think it it is almost like it's going to be you know, literally mass sick days. And I yeah. think there'll be an awful lot of social media use. I think there'll be an awful lot of use of messaging and things like that. I think people will still want the same human contact and they'll turn to turn to their devices for that. This sort of behavior will just be, it just be extended. There'll be, you know, deliveries and things like that will become even more important. I had an Uber last night and I was talking to the taxi driver and he said that he hadn't really noticed a drop off. It was just, at the moment, it was much more weather determined. But I also, one of the industries I sort of track because they do really interesting things around digital media and social media is the hospitality industry. And they're all having a terrible time at the moment because if you've ever wanted an excuse not to go out for the evening, then, then this is it. And I think in quite a lot of countries, governments are making special provision for them because they don't want 
you know, this to be the year that 50% of restaurants go out of business. It's a challenging business to be in at already. Best times, yeah. And you're right. I think, you know, if you're looking for industries that are really going to need governmental support in all markets, that's got to be high up on the list. Really quickly, two last ones. Sure. I would be remiss if you and I didn't have one minute on sports. You know, sports is a major business. You know, it's a major area of focus for marketers and media organizations. A lot of the leagues are going to play games this weekend in front of empty stadiums, Mm -hmm. uh, including possibly the premiership. Where does that go? And at what point, you know, I know Serie A is canceled, I think, for a month. Where do we go? Is it sort of play in front of no fans and then don't play at all? This is sort of slightly controversial, I think. But in a way, I think this is potentially a good thing because it actually makes it, you know, it's it's going to be front page news. It's, you know, as if coronavirus wasn't already. But it's going yeah. to make people sit up and take notice and think, okay, so this is totally different. So this yeah. is something which has never happened before. So yeah. I can't keep saying, yeah, but, you know, look at how many people die of the flu every year and things like that. This is something which is pretty much unprecedented in in modern times. And so as a result of that, yes, I'm going to really change my behavior. I'm going to really, really take it seriously. So I think something like that could actually be quite a good thing and would have in terms of sort of shock value enormous cut through and it may be what's needed to change people's behavior and to get people to say okay i'm just gonna just gonna sit inside for a bit i've got all my you know i've got two weeks worth of food let's let's just do this yeah i think you're right it is kind of a marker of how different things are i think you're right but but obviously within that massive disruption for industries, it's going to be really, really strange. But it may be something which sort of in the long run, when you look back on things, has a positive impact because right. it will really make people take notice. That's an interesting perspective. Dan, I cannot thank you enough. Is there uh, any other sort of last advice or thoughts you want to throw out before we wrap up? We're not doing a lightning round this time. We'll have to wait. Until <laughs> no, no, things no are, things yeah. are a bit a bit rosier. Lightning round seems a bit frivolous for the moment. I suppose one final thought would be that this is making people focus very much on their own health, on their own wellness. And I think one of the longer term themes we see is that all brands are going to be partially about wellness, partially about the health of their customers, their consumers, and it may focus people more on how they as a brand can actually make people's lives better. Mm. Because I think where people are worried, where people are thinking, you know, what position are we going to be like in two weeks' time? I think if brands can actually reassure people or try to help people in some ways by providing brand utility, that could be a really good thing. That's a really interesting idea. Just to follow up, do you think it'll have any impact on the climate change discussion again i'm not saying the virus i'm not saying it's related to climate change but it is a look this is this is all a consideration in the fragility of life and you know our own mortality and delicate the balance is do you think it could cause that i hate to use the word debate but ongoing discussion to shift i think it possibly could do i think hopefully it will make people realize that what we have is relatively fragile. You could, you know, if you live in a major Western country, then you could almost say that not much has really gone wrong over the last whatever. 
and this is is a bit of a wake up call to people. And I think also it may have a sort of longer term impact on how willing people are to fly, how willing people are to sort of say, well, actually, do I need to go to such and such? Could we do this remotely or, or something? You could also, you know, obviously make the opposite argument for people to say, yeah, who cares about such and such? It's all about the virus at the moment. Mm, yeah, that could be. Dan, thank you so much. I'm sure thank we'll you. be talking again soon. Please, please stay safe. Thank you. You too. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Remember, you can find The Human Element anywhere you find your pods. Please do subscribe. Give us a link. Next week, we'll be doing part two of our series on the virus. We'll be having a discussion with Marla Kapowitz, who's the CEO of the 4As. We'll talk a little bit about what she's hearing from clients, what she's hearing from brands and agencies as well. So I really look forward to that particular discussion. Thanks so much. And on behalf of the team here, we wish you good health and safety. And we'll be out to you real soon. Bye-bye.